Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. And you need somebody in your life that'll tell you, you know, you're really great at this, but you're not so good at these other things. And that's okay. Hi, I'm Jerry, and you're listening to Beyond the Rut, a podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. Here are your hosts, Sean Albright and Brandon Cunningham. Okay, we're the real JerryDukin.com recording now. That dead space was us not caring that we were the real JerryDugan.com. Uh, trying to start the recording is so awkward. I really never have a clue what to say, so I will I'll jump in with how we normally say it. This is Sean Albright with Beyond the Rut, and we have Brandon Cunningham on the other end who is just hacking up a lung there. I hope that gets edited out. Yeah. Okay, and uh, again... Brandon has his new mic. <laughs> I really Tends enjoy the new mic. White. <laughs> yes, he, he really does enjoy the new mic. All right, so today we're going to talk about, I don't know if accountability is the right word for it. Maybe it is, but we're talking about surrounding yourself with people that have maybe a differing opinion or a different way of looking at something or putting yourself in a situation where you can take a different perspective on something. And I think so many of us get into that rut of, I watched this news station. I listen to this kind of podcast. I read this kind of book and on and on it goes. And, you know, the next thing you know, you've you've spent the last 10 years basically following the exact same people and never really even attempted to see the opposing view. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today and maybe give you some tips on how to really broaden your horizons, maybe broaden your perspective, um, just take a different view of the world. I love that concept because not not saying accountability is important because accountability means am I checking on you? Am I looking in on you? Am I holding you accountable for what you said you were going to do? In this sense, what we're really talking about is are you surrounding yourself with people that just agree with everything you say? And, you know, I'm I'm one that has made this mistake where you only listen to the one news station. You only listen to certain people that hold the same beliefs as you. And maybe that's not the best route to go, especially when starting a business or getting out of your normal day-to-day kind of rut as we speak. Yeah. And I think that it's it could be a scary thing to do to seek out another opinion, seek out another perspective on the way that you see things, because I think sometimes we're afraid that they will challenge us, that we will just end up having no uh, set way of viewing the world, and that we'll just kind of get tossed around like a ship at the sea, you know? So I think that we really hold firm to the way that we see the world and the sources that we get that actually confirm the way we view it, we kind of hold sacred. And the thought of, of challenging that can be kind of a scary thing, I think. I could not agree more because I think, I mean, even as Christians or Republicans or Americans or whatever your your kind of slant is, you tend to hang around with more Christians, more Republicans, more Americans, and you don't get outside of that kind of block. And it's important to hang around with people that have been in different countries 
have different political views than you. And, you know, whenever you talk to somebody and, and it's really important to get around people that will discuss these ideas without the name calling and, well, you're just right. a hate monger and all that kind of stuff. If you can get around somebody who has a different point of view, but can intelligently make that argument, you know, here's right. why you should vote one way or the other. Or here's why I think that, you know, uh, looking at nonfiction writing is important. Why? Use a valid argument with that. It's very important that you get around people that have different values like that because they teach you, they expand your knowledge base, so to speak. Yeah, because you go through life so many times where you believe something and you would you would fight to the death for it. But then when somebody says, well, why do you believe that? Sometimes you'll have the answer of, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. And it's because you're not actively engaged in really figuring out what it is that you you really do believe. And sometimes that needs to be shaped by the opposing view that will help you solidify your belief in one sense, in one instance, or it can help expand you in another. So I think both are important. And I can give an example. Um, when all of the fuss was going on with the Supreme Court ruling over homosexual marriage, oh my gosh, go to Facebook and just see the opposing <laughs> views. And it was rare to find someone on either side of the argument that presented a logical kind of non-emotional driven opinion on what they thought, because both sides just started throwing out labels and and hating the other side. But I did find a few of my friends that were part of that community where this was a real true blue issue and listening to their beliefs on it and why they were fighting for what they were, you know, were standing up for. It was really eye opening to see the other side of the argument. And that's really good because then you get, you know, here's why you should believe the way I do, Sean, instead of, well, you're just hate filled, you know, you're a homophobe or you're an idiot or you're, you know, you're just a stupid white Christian guy. And it's like, okay, I, I get all of that, but why give me the, the, the meat of your argument. You know, here's why you should be a vegetarian. Here's why you should open up a restaurant. Here's why you should work here, work there, support this cause. And I, some people do a really good job of that. And I think one of the organizations that do a really good job of it, but aren't really, I guess the, the best way to put it is they're not legitimate is the, the Susan Komen Breast Cancer Foundation. And I know that's a, that's a big topic for a lot of people and breast cancer has touched my family. It's, it's, you know, taken people from my family, but breast cancer is not the number one killer of women, but yet it gets the most attention. You know, the NFL, the Major League Baseball, NBA, they all, you know, portray this pink in October and that's awesome. I'm not taking anything away from that, but it does make people think that breast cancer is the number one killer of women. And it's not, it's not even close to, you know, heart disease in women, but they haven't done a good, a good enough job anyway of marketing that idea. And we don't surround ourselves with people that will make that argument. So we, we run into somebody and say, well, you know, I don't think breast cancer is that big a deal. And they freak out on you. Well, you're a horrible person. You hate right. women. And, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not that at all. It's medical science doesn't validate what you're saying. Right. Well, look at look at what happened uh, many years ago with the Dixie Chicks. They had an opinion and they they did kind of come out in a in a silly way. But the fact is they had an opposing view. And before that was even really debated or, or anything, judgment was passed that they were the most unpatriotic 
uh, liberal-minded people in the country, and yeah. people to this day still haven't forgiven them. There are still radio stations uh, in the country music arena that won't play their music. And again, I'm not saying that they were right or wrong. I just think it's interesting that there's very little debate that really happens where there may be pundits and things like that, where they get paid to go in the air and argue these points. But do the do the average Joes like me and you really sit down and consider both sides of it? Or you have an opinion you agreed with the Dixie Chicks, let's say. Did you really try to understand the other side of the argument to put it into context, I guess. I think that's key. If you agreed, you didn't care anymore. They were the scourge of the earth and nobody should play their songs anymore and everybody should hate them. But if you disagreed, then you didn't dig far enough to go, well, you know, maybe they had a point. I personally did not agree with their opinion. I thought they were wrong and misguided, but I also freely admit that I didn't dig into it any more than that. I just said, well, I disagree with them, then they're wrong. So everybody that, you know, agreed that they were wrong just said, okay, we're done. So I I guess the point of this podcast, before we get way too political, is, (laughs) you know, do you go past the point of people agreeing with you? It's like, I, you know, we were talking in the pre-show. It's like, okay, I'm going to open up a flan restaurant and we're not going to serve alcohol or any other food whatsoever, just flan. And we're going to be on the Gulf coast and it's going to be awesome. And, you know, we're, we're talking about it. Of course, I was making a joke because I'm way too lazy to open my restaurant, but uh, most people are around other people that go, yeah, that'd be awesome. Your flan is great. And I don't, I'm not really sure what flan is, but I'm, I'm sure it's something because I've heard the word before. But if we're not around people that go, you know what? That's great, but nobody should open up a flan restaurant and nobody wants to eat there. And so you're going to have to serve burgers or steaks or something. And you need people around you that say, you know, Sean, I know you want to quit your job that you make, you know, really good money at really good benefits. But here's a couple of things to consider, not talk you out of the idea, but give you all the information you need in order to make the best decision possible. Well, and we've had this on a previous recording or a previous episode where we were talking about the difference between a coach and a critic. And of course, when you're going out on the limb and you're trying to start something new, you need encouragement. You need a lot of encouragement. You need people in your corner. You don't need to, we're not saying that you need to surround yourself with criticism. We're saying you need to surround yourself with coaches that really do have your best in mind. And whenever they approach you with something other than agreeance, that you take what they say to heart because they are trying to do what's best for you, trying to give you good advice and uh, not trying to tear you down. So I think that's kind of an important distinction between those two things. Absolutely. I was talking to a guy the other day and I said, you know, he wants his church to be a certain thing. And I said, you know, you've got to remember it's, it's, it's kind of like being on a baseball team. I really want to be the pitcher, but I'm not as strong a pitcher as I'm a first baseman. So I need to be the best first baseman I can be and listen to the coach. The coach doesn't necessarily want you to be a first baseman or a pitcher. He wants you to use the gifts that you have to the best of your ability. And that might be a first baseman, not a pitcher. And you need somebody in your life that'll tell you, you know, you're really great at this, but you're not so good at these other things. And that's okay. Everybody's not meant to be the main guy. Maybe your job is to be 
the secondary guy or the third guy or whatever it is that supports the mission overall. Right. And, and I think we could give some practical things to do that, that are so simple. I mean, most of them are free, in fact, and uh, but there are ways to really force you to look at life differently um, or, or look at things that you hold dear a little bit differently. And I came up with a few off the top of my head, but if you walk, if, if you watch Fox News, typically watch MSNBC or CNN, do it for a week <laughs> and see what's the other side of the issues saying. How are they presenting it? Instead of just getting mad and arguing with them, really try to take it in and listen to them a little bit. Um, if there's a social issue that you really struggle with that you are very, I guess, passionate against, I would dare you almost to find a Facebook group that is the opposite. Just join, not to argue, not to comment, just to read their their comments and attempt to see things from a different view. Books, if you always read fiction, read nonfiction. If you always read nonfiction, read fiction. If you only listen to sports radio, try listening to classical music or something. I mean, totally go in a different direction from what you're used to going going to and see how that really changes your perspective and then maybe seek out someone that really has your best in mind and run your idea past them run your thoughts of a new business or changing careers changing industry or whatever run that by somebody and just see what a different opinion may have on your uh, thought process I think that is so valuable, you know, and, and it can be as simple as go to your local library, go to your local coffee shop, go to your kid's school and just hang out with somebody else. You know, somebody you see that is just a little different than you, maybe older, maybe younger. And we get in this bubble where we think, you know, everybody agrees with me. Everybody's just like me. Call it a rut. You got to call, call it a, a rut. Yeah. It's not a bubble. <laughs> it's way more of a rut kind of thing. You know, and, and it's funny because I really noticed this this week as we were talking uh, back and forth about what we're going to talk about on this podcast was, you know, I, I have five kids. Of course, they four of them are boys, so they make really horrible decisions most of the time because <laughs> they think they're really smart. But I I actually challenged one of them the other day and I said, you know, how many people are you actually talking to that disagree with you? Well, none. Well, okay. (laughs) That tells you right there, you're probably not talking to a big enough group because if everybody agrees with you and every decision you've ever made's not been right, you're probably not talking to enough people in a big enough circle because yeah. somebody's going to say, yeah, really question the wisdom in that. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Not right. everybody feels like you should save money. Not everybody feels like you should spend money all the time. Try to find that happy medium. And if nobody disagrees with you, then you absolutely are in the wrong circle. Oh, it's kind of that same philosophy of if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. It very much follows that same thought that if you don't have someone in your life that will at least objectively challenge what you're thinking, then maybe you need to surround yourself with some new people, a new circle. You need to expand somehow, find that different mentor maybe that can really look at the situation and really talk it through with you, see it from a different perspective. A book that I can really recommend since we're talking about perspective is by Andy Andrews, and it's actually called The Noticer. And it's all about um, perspective 
And I think it's a, it's a great book to get you to look at things in a totally different way than what you're used to. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, it's hard because nobody wants to talk to somebody that says, well, John, that's a stupid idea. That's a horrible book or that's a horrible place to live. You should never take that job or whatever it is. And it takes a, a, a person who's willing to, to intentionally put somebody in their life that's going to challenge them. And it can't be somebody that's financially tied to you. You know, it can't be somebody that works for you. It can't be one of your kids. Shouldn't be anybody under the age of 25 because most of them are idiots anyway. And if you're under <laughs> 25, I think you're probably awesome, but not yet. So keep listening until you turn 25 and then you'll realize what I'm talking about. You need people around you that challenge you, but it takes intentionality. You're not going to find somebody who really wants to challenge you by accident. You've got to go approach them and say, hey, here's my idea. What do you think? And I want you to be honest with me. That is true. Of course it's true. I said it. I don't say things that aren't true. <laughs> uh, That's why I have with me my first study Bible. It's exploring God's word on my own, and it's a children's Bible. Okay, because nobody else can see what you just did. Brandon randomly dug into a box of junk books that he's going to give away and somehow thought that was appropriate to tell you guys what book he pulled out of the pile. So this is the first show that Brandon's done sober, and it's kind of awkward. Oh my! <laughs> so gosh. I will have to apologize in advance for whatever that just was. All right, so we, I think we can wrap that up since uh, Brandon just took us off into the book, <laughs> the book pile. <laughs> so um, anyway, going back, making a summary statement, find some way, some person that can help you see life a little bit differently. Dare to go across the aisle and see another political view. Um, dare to join a group where you can understand where they're coming from. And it, there's there's twofold. It could solidify your current beliefs and at least you will know why you believe what you believe. Or it may expand you just a bit to where you can see things that you never had really considered before. And sometimes that is a book. You know, it was an awkward segue into a book, but sometimes you could pick up a book at your local library or Amazon or Barnes and Noble, whatever it is, that's completely out of your normal realm. You know, you like Sean said, you normally read fiction, uh, business, positive stuff, Christianity, whatever it is. Pick up something that's completely off the wall and learn from somebody new. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for the week. Do something different. If you um, have experienced that, if you've intentionally went a different direction from what you normally do, we'd love to hear about it. You can find us at beyondtherut.com. You can send us a voicemail from our website as well, and we would love to hear from you. And as always, go to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. Reviews are huge because that means somebody else will get to hear us someday. All right. Thank you all. <laughs> You know, I don't ever know what to say to these two guys when I hear them talk, but I do know what to say to you, our listeners. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut. Be sure to head over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe to our show, then share us with your family and friends. You can also check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 016. Catch you on the next episode. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showvian myself, 
I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.